Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Stroganoff. I'm Lilith. And I am Eli. And today we're going to be talking about post -Maticas. I think I think we said we were going to do this uh, a few episodes ago. I believe we did, yes, yes. Good times, good times. Well, if you didn't listen to that episode, welcome! <laughs> welcome to this episode, where we're talking about post -Maticas. Now... We're just going to jump straight into this with what is a post-Matica? Well, to understand that, you have to understand what Matica is. In this case, it's referring to the anime Madoka Magica. Which, if you don't know what Madoka Magica is... Uh... <laughs> then you must be new to anime. <laughs> yes, you must be very new. Even I knew about Madoka Magica. No, no idea really about anything about it, but I had at least heard of it. Uh, came out ten years ago. Actually, t uh, this is completely unrelated to the current topic at hand. But almost like ten years to the day of like uh, the fur of the of the series coming out or ending or something like that. I do not remember. Uh, they announced the the next movie. <laughs> so if you're a Madoka Magica fan, uh. Look out for that. Very exciting. <laughs> In any case, so Madoka Magica is basically one of the foundational texts of modern magical girl anime for people who are not children. Okay, so uh, very brief overview because all of this could basically be an entire own episode of like the pre Madokas leading into Madoka Magica itself. But basically, back in the day, I don't remember precisely when. There was this thing called Lyrical Nanoa that basically said, what if we made a magical girl show that was, like, strictly for the, like, adult demographic? Then Madoka Magic came along and basically said, that, but both more and less ironic. <laughs> Should we go back in time even further to handle the foundations of magical girls themselves i i if, if this is post monica's i think that there could be an entire episode on the pre monica's and the foundations like i said yeah that's fair okay that's a story for another day <laughs> very very brief there was magical girl shows biggest one was sailor moon and card captor sakura and then lyrical nanaha was a thing fast forward to 2011 and we have Madoka Magica, which completely reorients. Long ago, the various Magical Girl series lived in harmony. Then Madoka Magica happened. And it's just been, it's been a, it's it's been a mess ever since. Not to say that some of the themes of Post Madicas weren't already in the works, but. There's a, there's quite a few series that only exist because someone looked at Madoka Magica and said that, but without any of the idealism. <laughs> or some of the other things. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I made, I made a handy dandy list of every, like all the main characteristics of Madoka Magica that we can apply to the post-Madokas. Lilith made a very handy-dandy chart. It is very handy-dandy. I love making handy-dandy charts. So, very basically, 
if the series has a pink-haired main character, a black-haired main character, one or more of the characters is or is at least implied to be gay, there is heavy violence, the series uh, features Magical Girl infighting as a significant plot point, and the contracts that make them Magical Girls are unfortunate in some way. And the last thing is idealism. Basically, are Magical Girls a net positive or a a net uh, subtractor? I, I guess you could say. Yes. And for some series, like Madoka Magica, ultimately Magical Girls are a net positive. Even Spoiler though... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean... Spoiler alert for a 10-year-old series. Seriously. No, no spoilers. No spoilers for Madoka Magica. Uh, also, probably no spoilers for most of the things that are post-Madicas. Mostly because you're not going to watch a lot of these. No. Uh, Prisma Ilya, Symphogear, Flip Flappers, Magical Raising Project, Magical Girl Sight, Spec Ops Asuka, uh, Demon Girl, and a bunch of others. I'm not listing them all. I just read some of them off the, the list that Lilith made. Yep. These are also... These are sort of like surface level traits, simply because that's kind of what we're deliberately talking about here. Very true. Like, I, we, we're not getting into the deep philosophical themes in any way, shape, or form of these, because... The closest we're getting to that is the idealism trait. Yes. Which basically boils down to how does the series treat its magical girls, and does it act like they are a force for good, or does just being a magical girl suck in every way, and... Even if you try and do good, you can't. Because, I mean, Madoka Magica, there's a lot of things about being a magical girl that sucks. But if you try and do good, you can do good. I mean, that's that's kind of the whole theme of Madoka Magica, yes. Exactly. Among other things. Very true. So, obviously 2011, Madoka Magica. So we move on. In, like, the next couple years... We get a few series, but they're not really pulling from Madoka Magica at this point. In the in like the two years immediately after Madoka, yeah, it's a lot more either pulling from stuff like Nanoha or earlier stuff or other stuff entirely. There's usually a delay yeah. in taking inspiration slash ripping off something that became popular. Very true. I mean, it's very evident in the uh, isekai. You you see a lag of about two years after SAO when all of the isekai series came out. And you see that similarly here. Although I would say it lasted a bit longer, but at the same time, some of the darker themes were trying to creep in to magical girls in general. Yes. We see that in stuff like uh, Daybreak Illusion. And I would say Prisma Ilya, but Prisma Ilya is a fate spinoff, so that already had its that already had its own baggage to deal with. <laughs> the writing was on the wall before that one even began. Oh, yeah. oh, oh big, big time. I mean, it's uh, not to turn this into a conversation about fate, but it's a spinoff of fate centered entirely around Ilya, probably one of the more unfortunate characters in that series. 
I would say that the earliest we see a true Madoka post-Madoka is Yuki Yuna is a Hero, which comes out in 2014. Never heard of it. It's... And I mean, I literally have never heard of it. I, I watched a few episodes on Netflix once, like, years ago. I think when it came out, actually. It's it's fine. Like I said, it's the first post-Matica. It's the first true post-Matica, in my opinion. So you've got just a whole bunch of magical girls, and they're fighting against some world-ending threat or something. And it turns out that their existence is... Their existence as magical girls is in some way like bad bad yeah it's bad for them in some way and stuff happens i think it does end up actually being pretty idealistic in the end so so that's good i mean i do see here that on the graph it is above the trend line which i mean (laughs) we're talking about it being above a trend line that goes between two and four so true so it's, I'm saying it's one of the closer ones you've seen, you'd say? I think so. To it's... to a pure Madoka, I, I don't want to say ripoff, but pure Madoka ripoff? Yes, very much so. It does do, as I remember it, it does do some somewhat interesting things, and it's got kind of like, uh, I want to say a post-apocalyptic thing going on, but it's like a low-key post-apocalyptic. It's weird. It's It's a really weird series. Wait, this series got a bunch of movie spinoffs? Yuki Yuna? Oh, yeah. Tons. Yeah, I I just went to look at it. There's like three movies and like a uh, OVA series or an after series. Yep. Also, the girl on the cover looks exactly like me from Prismalia of the of one of those the spinoffs or something. Same studio that did Lance and Masks. Ah! <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> In any case, when I, when I set out to like organize all of the postmaticas into a list and score them, I imagine there would be way more. There is not actually that many. I kind of did too, but there's uh I think about seventeen series over the course of ten years, and some of those you can argue are more successors to previous. Magical Girls series than to Madoka Magica in particular. But semantics. Flip Flappers is so weird. Why did you say the same thing twice? <laughs> very true, very true. Okay. So I would say we probably get... So like I said, Yugi Yuna is probably the closest thing we get the earliest to a Madoka ripoff. But it still does enough of its own thing that it can be its own thing where it's more like uh, inspiration than yes yeah but i think about 2016 with magical girl raising project ah yes that's where we start to see the degradation of the copying of the format i now full disclosure i actually quite like magical girl raising project I, i at least enjoy it but I do have to recognize that it's a battle royale anime where all the protagonists are, or all the combatants are magical girls with their own issues and whatnot. And it's, 
this is like we start to see less of the you gotta fight the like demons of people's hearts and whatnot and more we gotta fight other magical girls I do know that this was more or less the one that made me realize because after Madoka Magic I'm like well dang maybe this whole magical girl thing is a, is a, is a real great thing I should check out pretty sure this is the one that made me realize huh I don't actually like magical girl shows do I that would explain a lot I mean, it gets it gets worse uh, in 2018 with Magical Girl Sight, which is even more. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it has such a high Madoka likeness rating. It is so embarrassing that it has that high of a rating. Cause it is, yeah, it's a lot. It's it's again, it's a Magical Girl anime where they f- don't fight, like, demons or whatever. I don't actually know what they do. They get magic powers, and they use it to, like, fight each other and take each other's magic powers. There's some sort of conspiracy. Yes, there's so f- there's so much weird stuff in that. Also, the main character has a gun. Yeah. It's shaped like a heart. Yeah. I think it's magic. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't complain about that, because Mommy in Madoka Magica had guns, but at the same time, those were made out of ribbons, and... And Homer just straight-up had guns. This is also true. And grenades. Very true. Rocket launchers. Supersonic anti-ship missiles. <laughs> Enough C4 to cover an entire city block. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think maybe one of the things about Madoka having all that stuff is that it didn't pretend, oh yeah, this is not a gun. It's... They didn't call it anything else. It was just like, no, these are guns. They're using guns. They're using guns because it's cool. It's not even they're using guns because it's cool. It's because it's, they're using guns because, well, guns work. Very true. <laughs> the existence of magic didn't just simultaneously make guns all just stop working. For for that, you got to go to the Harry Potter universe where guns don't work. Except they do, but they don't. It's It's dumb as hell. Why did you just say the same thing twice? <laughs> I watched directly into that one. <laughs> well, in any case, yeah, uh, uh, like I said, Magical Girl's Sight is a serious degradation of the formula, and it really only gets worse from there. I almost didn't want to put Review Starlight on this list. Mostly because it's not really a magical girl anime. It's more of a... I don't know. I would have thought that Recreators got on the list before Review Starlight got on the list. Because, I mean, with Recreators being as meta as it is, though, to be fair, because it is being as meta as it is, they're kind of taking the piss out of uh, post-Madoka Magical Girl series, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because they put a... Well, actually, they put a pretty cure character into the real world, and, well, stuff doesn't go well for her. <laughs> no. But she is ultimately, like, proven right in the end, even though she did die. Didn't she explode? It's complicated. But yes, I, I think she I frankly did. recall her being impaled and then an explosion. I vaguely recall an explosion. It might have been an explosion and then impalement. 
she is a she is a magical girl, so extra toughness kind of comes with the gig. The explosion was pink, so good times. <laughs> good times. In any case, I I would think that the sign that dark magical girls are like officially played out came when we got Spec Ops Asuka in 2019. <laughs> Easily one of the most uncomfortable and unenjoyable like I don't even know what to call it like a slash fest. It's not enjoyable. It... <laughs> it's it's complicated. I mean, credit where credit's due, it did have magical girls fighting against demons in the backstory. But in the modern day plot, it's not about them fighting demons, it's about them fighting other people. Mainly it magical had girls. A lot of interesting ideas that I like. It just <laughs> went so far in terms of like oh, hey, let's explore the idea of magical girls in a society after they defeated, like, the big, like, evil thing that they needed to fight magical girls for. Well, now we still have people with magical powers, so let's go sit in and fight drug cartels or something. That was interesting. Uh, the rest of it was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe there was a torture scene. Multiple ones, I believe. Yeah. Involving, a, involving like, a 12-year-old girl. Yeah. 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 Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't watch that. <laughs> Don't go and watch Spec Ops Asuka. It is... No. Shockingly, shockingly topical with the planned episode for next week. Uh, I can't really... I can't really stay invested once extreme violence against children becomes involved. And... Again, it became very involved. Anyways. 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 We got a very refreshing change of pace, though, with Granbelm. Also in 2019, like two seasons later, which was a Madoka ripoff in every single imaginable way. Isn't that the one where they had magical girls using mechs? Yes. That is literally the only difference, I would say. A little bit. Actually, probably way more differences, because uh, also the Madoka analog turned out to not be real all along. I mean, by this point, I had basically completely given up on Magical Girl series, so... Yeah. And also the uh, the uh, the Homura analog destroyed magic, whatever it was. Magic was weird in Grand Belm. But it was also the clo it also has one of the highest um Madoka likeness ratings. It's alright. I mean yeah, it has second highest. And as as we'll get into, the number one highest probably doesn't count for much in terms yeah. of its affinity score. Yeah. But yeah, Grand Bellum, well I would say it was the last hurrah of the uh post Madoka well, Madoka Magica ripoffs, but we still have a, we still have a couple years to cover. So, 2020 had Magia record, the highest series with a Madoka Magica affinity 
on our on our according to our charts and tables and things, which you know makes sense considering it's a actual spinoff of Madoka Magica. Yeah, we could probably do an entire episode on, or at least you could do an entire episode on Magia Record. I I I really want to. I I I briefly touched on it in when we did our wrap up of 2020, but I feel like there's so much more that could be said. About just Madoka Mag- the entire Madoka Magic expanded universe is actually pretty fascinating. Oh, I, I'm aware. You've told me about it several times. I know. <laughs> but yeah. But Magia Record I mean it's it's literally more Madoka Magica. Yeah. Which is why it does have the highest affinity score. Probably cheating, all things considered, to include Magia Record in this list. Yeah. But it was made after Madoka Magica, and specifically, it's a derivative work of Madoka Magica. So. Also, slightly cheating because Yachio's hair is technically blue, but close enough. It's a dark blue. If it's dark blue in anime, it's basically just black. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. But re- really, the the big, the really big. Madoka ripoff in 2020 was Assault Lily Bouquet. Oh boy, Assault Lily Bouquet. It's not very good. I I wanted to watch it, but I just said to myself, can I muster up the bile to watch this out of spite? And the answer was no. <laughs> That's so, fair. That's fair. Like I said, I'd already at that at this point realized long ago that I don't actually particularly like magical girl shows. You just like Madoka Magica. I think Madoka Magica simultaneously sold me on magical girl shows and also destroyed my ability to enjoy other magical girl shows. That's fair. It is very different than other magical girl shows, both before and after it. Mostly before. I mean, it's also only one of the greatest animes ever made. Very true. I mean, yeah, if you want to understand where Magical Girl anime have gone since 2011, you have to watch Madoka Magica to really understand it. Or just watch it in general. It's that good. Uh, It's also available, like, everywhere. I think we're at a low point in terms of places where you can watch Madoka Magica. And it's still available on, like, Netflix and Crunchyroll. And I think maybe even on Funimation. It was it used to be available on fun, on, on uh, Amazon, Netflix, Crunchyroll, and Hulu. <laughs> and it is available on Funimation. Yes. Very nice. Yeah, so I think we've more or less caught up to the modern day in terms of Postmaticus. We are still, it, like I said, it's only been a decade since Modoka Magica. So we could see a resurgence, or we could see a complete change in the attitudes of Magical Girl series in the near future. I mean, we've also been ignoring any manga. Because for every series that gets made, any every anime series, there's like 10 manga series. Very true. That is very true. I mean, we haven't been able to <laughs> interact with the manga world for a little while. I mean, I've, I've still been able to read some manga. Uh, Torture Princess is available to read for free online legally. Kick ass. Yeah, so just every week, it's been keeping me going. Very nice. 
But um, uh, like I said with the movie, uh, we could see a rekindled interest, an entirely new wave of uh, Maroka-inspired shows. That could be very exciting. We could also see an entirely new wave of Madoka imitators. The people who rip on the uh, the aesthetic, but none of the thematic depth of Madoka Magica. I mean, even Madoka Magica itself has been imitating itself with all the spinoffs. I mean, that's, again, that's you could do an entire episode on the Madoka Magica expanded universe. But there's Oracle Magico, there's Magi Record, as we've discussed. There's Oracle Magico, there's a different story. It's actually technically not a... Well, it's a spinoff, but it's actually set in the mainline Madoka Magica timeline. There, Well, so is Oracle Magica, but we don't, we don't talk about that one. I think Homura Tamara, which is the joke spinoff of Madoka Magica, is, ironically enough, probably one of the more interesting... Madoka Magica ripoffs. I say ripoff. It's again. It's it is. It's not canon. I don't think. But uh, where at the very end, uh, you just have all of the various interdimensional Homeras sitting around in their cafe at the end of time, just like oh yeah, you know, crazy adventures, saving that Madoka, whatever. Madoka shows up to like take them all to Valhalla, and it's like, don't you dare, don't take this away from us. <laughs> I, I, I just thinking, like, yeah, like, in terms of Minoka Magica spinoffs, like, people aren't going to stop making them, because, well, I mean, I hope people, do, I, it's not that I don't hope people stop making them, but, where am I going with this? No idea. No idea. I think I think the fact that you don't know where you're going with this is a sign that we should end the episode. That is a sign we should end the episode. Quick episode, but do you got thoughts on this? Come tell us on the Discord. Yay. Discord server. Yay. As always, link is in the description. Until next time, I have been Eli. And I have been Lilith. And this has been Anime Strogon.